0: Good morning, everyone. This is The Road to an Effective Classroom Environment, and I am your host, LaShanta. Welcome back. If you have been with me on this journey since day one, I appreciate you listening. If this is your first time listening, a special welcome to you, and I hope you have the opportunity to go back to hear the previous episodes. We are talking about the effective classroom environment, and each episode will have a focal point on an area that, as classroom teachers, we need to pay close attention to as we are on that road to having an effective classroom environment. So far, we have discussed topics such as building positive relationships with our students, building rapport, making those connections with them, as well as How can we make the content relevant to our students? So from those topics, you can see that our focal point is our students. So what's next? Well, we'll continue to talk about our students and how we function in our classrooms, how they function in our classrooms. And we'll continue to talk about us as classroom teachers as well. Because no matter what policies are in place in your school or your school district or state policies, no matter what is in place, guidelines that we know we have to follow, the one thing you do not want to have to ever waver is your interactions with your students the positive interactions so it's all about them and how we relate to them how they relate to us so that the environment is successful so now we're going to take a look at some next steps so let's look at our look at our classroom setup and the science behind the setup What does your classroom say about you? What does your classroom say about your students? How much time did you spend preparing the environment for your students? How much time did you allow the students to take part in creating the environment? And then also, how much time did you allow the students to explore the classroom? Yes, did I say explore? I did. Exploration is important for the students in knowing where things are in the classroom and also knowing the appropriate time to use certain things in your classroom. The more prepared that you are, And the more you prepare your students, the more successful everyone can be. What areas of your room are most important? What areas of your room are important to the functionality of your classroom? Do you have bookshelves that serve as classroom libraries? Do you have more than one classroom library? Do you have bins for your students to drop off classwork, homework? Are the bins labeled for your students according to subject or according to periods or blocks? What do your walls look like? Do you have teachable walls? And where is your desk in relationship to your students? Is it in the center of the room? Is it near the door? Is it near the window? Is your back ever to your students? How often are you at your desk? That is a different episode. Your room has its own function and your room should benefit the learning process and not hinder it. I just wanna take a moment to talk a little bit about the preschool and elementary classrooms. And those teachers, they are applauded for so much work that they do, all classroom teachers. Preschool and elementary, those teachers end up teaching several subjects and they may have only one set of students, but they're teaching several subjects. And if you can remember as a kid, when you first started, pre-K or kindergarten, and that feeling when you walked into the room, it was that wow feeling. You looked at the walls. You looked at how the desk were aligned. You saw all the pretty colors in the classroom, and your teacher may have even had music playing for you. That wow factor. And it's not to say that we don't have that wow factor at the secondary level. Our children function a little differently and their mindsets are a little different when they come into a classroom. But how exciting would it be if our students continued to have that wow factor from pre-k on up to their senior year? And yes, I know it does take quite a bit in order to wow our students as they get older, but there's a lot of fun in trying to. But if you remember the wow factor that same wow factor should be encompassed in your classroom design and taking the time to look at how you can have your room set up so that it is functioning in a well manner for you and your students. The feeling of welcome, welcoming and feeling of being comfortable These are things that our students tend to want without really knowing that they want this. But when you have a room that's warm, welcoming, comfortable, your students are more apt to learn. They're more apt to come in ready to work. We're still focusing on our students. Our rooms are still focused on our students and how they see the room how we see it as well we hear the term conducive to learning our classrooms should be conducive to learning and even we are evaluated on how our classroom setups um, are but our discussion is not about evaluation our discussion is about making our rooms engaging for our students If you have where your walls can talk, your walls speak many things. Your walls can say nothing at all, whether there are things pinned up on it or not. A wall that doesn't speak is a wall that is not incorporated into your lesson. You may have word walls, you may have data walls, but it becomes a teachable wall It becomes a wall that speaks when our students are engaged in understanding what the things mean. What is the purpose of this data wall? Can you tell me what this data means? Word walls that are put up, that are ever-changing. Incorporating students in creating those word walls. Having the students to be able to tell you what the words mean and which unit it applied to, how that word will continue to apply throughout the course. So just talking about our walls, talking about our class setup, how our desks are arranged, looking at how our students come into the room, where are your supplies? Students have to have an understanding of these are supplies that I can get now or I may have to wait. But where are the supplies in your room? Do you have supplies readily available for students? And let me go back and talk about the desk. Some schools deal with not having enough money to purchase furniture every four to five years. Some schools are dealing with having furniture that may be 20 years old. This can have an impression on children when they come into your classroom and just looking at how the furniture looks on its own, whether or not this is furniture that is new, whether or not this is furniture that is um, older than the children. So we have to take a look at all of those different aspects of the classroom and decide and look at and and say, how will this impact the thought process of my students? Because if the student walks in and they see desks that are falling apart, gum that's underneath the desk, how do you think the students feel? I know how I feel as a as a teacher going into that classroom or having to be in that room for those 190 days, 180 days, I know how I would feel. But getting into the shoes of our students and wondering how are they gonna feel about sitting at a desk that's 20 years old? This can have an impact on the learning environment. What type of workspace do you have in the classroom? Are the desk the only place where students can work? Is that the only workspace? Do you have tables where students can sit? Are students allowed to sit on the floor? Are students allowed to stand up to work? So what does the workspace look like in your room? technology if you have a smart board or a promethean board or an apple tv or if you still have the the chalkboard where are those items in your classroom can all students see do you take into consideration that students who may wear glasses that they may need to sit up closer to these boards So bringing up specific equipment that's in your room, it's important to take a look at all of these different things, all of these different devices, so that you can think about the whole learning process when you're talking about the science of the setup. Most of us are in the last few weeks of our school year, and we are thinking about the closing out process. We also are thinking about, hopefully we are thinking about the upcoming school year. And so one of the things that you really should keep in mind is the setup of your classroom and taking the time. If you're in the same room next year, how can you make that room different? Um, Did the setup work for your students this year? Because keep in mind, one way that the room is set up may not be what is needed for the next year's students. So in getting to know your students, you may find out that you have to change up some things, but making that set up so that it is conducive to learning is very, very important. And then also looking at lighting in your classroom. Some students, they come in and the lights are too bright. Uh, Some students may come in and the lights may be too um, dim for them. So keeping lighting is important. And sometimes it's one of those things that you may not be able to change. But I wanted to mention it here because it can still have an impact on learning. If not for all the students, there may be a few in which lighting has an impact on how effectively they are able to process information. So just to recap, we're talking about the science behind the setup, looking at how your classroom is set up for success so that you and your students can continue to build those relationships, continue to make those connections and make the content relevant to them and engaging them in meaningful conversations about the walls in the classroom. You have walls that talk, they can talk if you make sure the students understand and know what the walls are really saying. But the walls will remain silent if you never incorporate the data, if you never incorporate the word wall, if you never incorporate the word for the day. The walls will never talk if you don't incorporate it into your lesson. So that is about it for today in talking about the science behind the setup. And I just want to take a moment to tell every teacher who is listening, I hope that you have an awesome teacher appreciation week and I hope that as you're counting down to the end of another school year that you are still excited about being in the profession. And um, on next time, we will look at your classroom management plan and talk about how we set up our expectations for our students. So we'll talk in more detail about classroom management plans and um, looking at what our expectations are for our students and being more specific. We touched on the topic Early on in one of our previous episodes, but I want to go um, a little deeper and talk a little specifically about classroom management plans. So this has been LaShanta and we are still on our road to an effective classroom environment. Thank you. And I will listen and see hopefully you next time.